Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I was, I was like the singer and I kind of fiddled around on the accordion and, uh, and then I, we lost it and I never got it back, but there's some, uh, I got some accordion in my past. You do have yeah. a little, I have a little piano. Well, you said you were going to bring in your ukulele. Oh, that's right. It ne- it needs to be tuned. I can, can tune it. I got, can, a t- are, I got a guitar right, tuner app on me. my phone. All right, bring in your guitar tuner tomorrow. We'll bring that in. All I right. have perfect pitch, so that'll probably help. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> What's that? Perfect pitch. Yeah, what's that is you right. Liar. <laughs> Tell us, say a letter. Say a letter. A. <gasps> You're welcome. That's A. You're so funny. What if she's right? I don't believe her. I literally don't believe her. Nailed it. Just so lying. Let's hear D. Flat. Oh, D flat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. Okay, so... I, I feel like when I'm with you two, um, yeah, I talk about drugs. people you don't know yeah. and that I'm on drugs. I, no, I'm not. No, I'm just being like we have that effect on people. I know. Yeah, you guys do. So Kim Novak, um, she was a big 60s movie star. Yeah, uh, blonde vi- and beautiful, right? She was blonde, in Vertigo, maybe? She was in Vertigo. Okay, see? Mm, I'm on this one. Oh, told you I was the pop culture yes, college bowl guy. I like that. She was also in a couple movies with Frank Sinatra the man with the golden arm and pal Joey. Mm. And a couple years ago, I'll show you a picture. She's she's in the news today. She was with Matthew McConaughey at the Oscars or the Golden Globes. Oh yeah. She, she didn't look like herself. Well, again, we only well, I remember that. She known, had she had some work done. She had some work done. Well, here's what she's coming out saying. Okay? Yeah. So, um let's see. It, it was the 24, um, it, excuse me, it was the 2014 Oscars. And um, she, after she came out with Matthew McConaughey to present some award or something, she was, um, Donald Trump was not yet the official Republican nominee for president. Mm-hmm. He, twitted, he tweeted, Kim should sue her plastic surgeon. So um, she acknowledged that she could have looked better for that appearance. And you know when you get insecure and you think somebody or something can help you? Yeah. I didn't want a facelift or anything like that, so I went to a doctor and he put some fat injections into my face. And this is a new interview in The Guardian. And she said it was the stupidest thing I could have done. First of all, I didn't need it because I think my face is too round anyways, but it filled up my cheeks so I looked so different. Mm -hmm. And then she admits that when she came out at the Oscars that year with Matthew McConaughey, she'd also taken some Valium on an empty stomach. 
because she was trying to lose weight before the appearance. So here she knows she's going to make this public appearance. Yeah, it's a big and deal. And she left Hollywood shortly after she became famous because she couldn't stand it. Yeah. But so here she says, um, the harsh criticism was part of the reason that the 88-year-old last acting credit was in 1991. She thought, I'm much too vulnerable to be in this town. It takes too much from my heart. And she said, but it was exciting at the time when I was young to dress up in the gorgeous clothes to feel sexy and look sexy. It was wonderful, but it was a trap. You become satisfied that being an, that that's enough to look good. And later in life, it isn't. So many people, once they got older, were no when you no longer had your original beauty, so many people she knew fell apart. She said the actress... Um, They're saying the actress who now lives in Oregon opened up about this as she had mental issues because she um, found out that she was bipolar in the early aughts, 2000s. And she does a lot of advocacy work on that behalf. And she said, and I inherited my mental illness from my father, but the rape must have added to it. And she was assaulted in her very early teen years by multiple boys in the backseat of a stranger's car. Oh, so she's just kind of talking about her experience. Yeah. And she went on to say that, um, you know, she, we're talking about Kim Novick. She was in Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 movie vertigo. Um, she said, they asked her about Frank Sinatra and she did two movies with Frank Sinatra. And she said, I had a relationship with Frank. Yeah. He was a very sexy guy. And she adds that she did not have a romantic relationship with Sinatra's Rat Pack pal and her good friend Sammy Davis Jr., despite his feelings for her. Because that's been a myth out there for oh, a Oh, really? Time. So mm-hmm. she said that straight. So she said she worked with him on two different movies, Frank Sinatra, and two very different impressions of him. If I'd only worked with him on the first movie, 1955's The Man with the Golden Arm. Mm-hmm. I'd be bragging about how wonderful he was. He could be so kind and gentle. He could be cocky. Um, and he could be cocky, not wanting to listen to anybody but himself. Mm-hmm. But they teamed up again two years later when Frank Starr had risen some more for pal Joey. The real Sinatra was a very sensitive person, but he was affected by people putting him on a pedestal. Oh, so he let that simple, beautiful side of him go. And she goes on to say, you can get leered into loving yourself too much. We know people like that. That's why I left Hollywood. I didn't want to get into all of that. I didn't want to lose myself. I needed to leave to save myself. Like who I am, even with the suffering you go through, even with the fact that when you're vulnerable, you feel it so intensely. But she said she just couldn't handle it. She was there a very short period of time. She said the person that could handle fame the best was Jimmy Stewart, which was her co-star in Vertigo. And she said he lived in the midst of all that vanity and was never tainted by it. Um, he was the most, most leading man that she worked with, loved the glamour. But she said with Jimmy Stewart, Stewart, we'd sit after the scenes were over. We'd take off our shoes. We'd put our feet up on the table and not even talk. We'd just hang out because we were both real. It was hard for me to believe that somebody could live in Hollywood for so long, right in the middle of Beverly Hills, and stay real. He deserves a big trophy just for that. He was real, and I deserve that same trophy because I'm real. She left. She made like a few films and left, but she was at the height of everything. But she just said she couldn't handle it. I mean, that Jimmy Stewart thing is just 
so cool, right? But Jimmy I mean, Stewart seems like that. He seems he? like that, but like a lot of stars do. And to hear that that is val- I mean, that's confirmed mm-hmm. and verified is just awesome. Also, I love, I love so much that on social media and stuff like that, that somebody like Donald Trump with his obvious gorgeous face could go online and talk <laughs> down about hers. I mean, that was that was something. But it was before he was, you know, running. I so, know, I know. I'm just know. saying it's always somebody where you're like, what are you doing? What do you what do you do? Stay in your lane. Yeah, there you go. Okay, but so she really by the end of 1966, she was emotionally drained, no longer wanted to live the Hollywood movie life. Um she was the press were criticizing her every move. She was only 35 years old. And then a mudslide took her Bel Air home and cost her entire life saving in bulldozer freeze. She moved away to Hollywood, discover herself anew. Wow. Mm-hmm. She was in some movies after that, but I kind of thought, I, I just kind of like that she's talking about it. Me too. And um, she was so lovely. You know, I thought that was a good interview. I think that's amazing. Thank you for. Yeah. Well, what other things? I'm trying Grab- to think what other things we can share with people. Well, grabbing that out is, I mean, honestly, in this, I think you should go to theguardian.com and just see this photo of her now. And I know there's a bunch of photos of her younger and she was, you know, looking hot or whatever. But this photo of her now, she's beautiful. Like this one, is she's gorgeous. Yeah, she really is gorgeous. She didn't need to do the injection. No. I'm going to tell you in our study of stunning. the about injectables and face fat. Oh, I love that. I know that's coming up. Okay. So do you guys have movies that every time you watch it makes you cry? Well, I have. mm, Yeah. I mean, even thinking about it when I'm in that, the thing is anything can make me cry if I'm in that mood. And I, I also look at it as a superpower in my own way. Cause like I will cry easily. And I don't mean like, cause I use that against anybody or whatever, but I think like that makes me a little less of a crazy person out in the real world, how much I'll cry on my own alone. I, I can too. Rocco, do you have a movie like that you cry? You know, I, when I was coming home uh, uh, on a plane last uh, two summers ago, I watched Casablanca. Oh. And that one, especially when they uh, when they stand up and sing the French uh, national anthem uh, and put the Nazis in their place, it, it, it kind of stirred me. I don't even know what it's about except here's looking at you, kid. I I don't think I've ever watched that movie. My is it great? It is super great. I'm gonna have to watch that. It yeah. is. It's one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, "Yep, that's why that's a classic." Look at Britney, huh? Yeah. You didn't like it? I mean, it's one of those things. I feel like I've tried to watch a couple times, and I think you just have to have every distraction taken from you because it's it's filmed in a way that it's not as enthralling to me. And that's right. maybe my extreme ADHD. Maybe it's my yeah, get off TikTok. I can't and watch Casablanca. You know, I don't know what my husband Are you just obsessed with TikTok. Well, you want to know what my husband will watch to make him cry. And he told him we saw it and he miracle he, a star is born. Oh, the new one, the old yeah, one, the which new one? one, the new one, Makes I him have cry that. Of, I have every that. time. And I love it. And I love him for that. Like we saw it on a date and I was like, so smitten. <laughs> so it, it, and I, when a man can cry. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we didn't talk the whole way home. And he brought me home, dropped me off. And I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. Like, there was something about it because he's so big and strong and all that stuff. Yep. And he's like, I'll never watch that movie again. And then all of a sudden I got a like a text. He's like, hey, my plane just landed. I watched The Star is Born on it. And I was like, oh, are you crying in public? Right. Right. <laughs> are you doing that? Because I cried. I cried with the one before. 
Really? Oh, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And, and I cry at the Judy Garland one. Of so it's, you we're do. A, it, it's a three way. And who was with Judy Garland? I don't know. I made that up. Oh, yeah. It's um, what's <laughs> all three of us have told lies these last couple of days. We're not lying. Well, you lied about your age. She lied about having I, perfect pitch. And I lied about having watched uh, Stars Born with Judy Garland. All right, fine. Okay, I feel like I do have perfect pitch. I just don't need to prove it to you guys. All right, fair enough. We're, we're going to uh, go. James Mason. That, thank you. Thank you. And it's on HBO Max. And I have I have that DVD. I have that. I do too. Mm-hmm. What was mm-hmm. that movie where the girl with the horse, she goes blind and then jumps with her horse? Recently? No. Oh, like a National, National Velvet? Velvet? No. But you guys will. <laughs> That's a horse movie. Oh, the other I'll side. I'll take horse movies for 200 wink. Wait, no. You know the my side of the mountain. If you really want to cry. Wild hearts can't be broken. She's just like, she does this thing with a horse where she jumps into I've the water. And she loses her recent? sight. No, it's super old. But that one, literally, like even when you ask me to my face, like what movie will make you cry? <laughs> Wild hearts can't be broken. And honestly, I'm probably stirring up random memories in people that they're like, whoa, I forgot that movie existed because it's from 91 and about this girl who does this thing where she she jumps on a horse and they jump off this giant diving thing into water and something happens and her, she loses her vision and... Does she do it again? Does she not? I don't know. You let no, the movie tell you. That sounds like my side of the mountain. All oh. Bow Bridges. I'll write from that the down. 60s. Oh, it's classic. I love crying. I, I love it. I, I think it's the most underrated too, thing in the not world. Not when you have to do it nonstop because your heart hurts. Now look at the time. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be right back with the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. All right, Holly, what do you got for us? All right, before we move on to the Dirt Alert movies that make you cry, can we remember the never-ending story? What's that? In the nothing. I still haven't watched that. It's kind of your with the what? generation. Artax. The never-ending story. Oh man, Tra- trauma. Also, my girl. Thomas oh, J. The never-ending story. No I never saw he that. needs his glasses. Thomas J. needs his glasses. He needs his glasses. I hope that you're tearing up and listening to that I right am. now. Look, look at, I'm crying a little. I've never. It's, it's kind of for late '80s kids, right? Or? Well, the never-ending story is an '80s movie. So yeah. if you were an '80s kid, yeah. it's about this kid Bastion who runs away to the attic of his school and he reads the never-ending story. Yeah, and it's a fantasy movie. My I- girl. Is, oh, I love my girl. Okay, so you've seen okay, my girl. Of course. That was my amazing. Girl. Oh. When you when the little coffin and everything. Oh, that oh. was amazing. Oh. Jesus glasses. Yep. That oh. was amazing. Oh my goodness. All right. So just, you know, filling you with some emotions today. Oh my god. Uh, but this next story is gonna fill people with a lot of emotions. So the reviews are coming in for a new docuseries. I think a lot of people are gonna be interested in checking out this Sunday on HBO. It's called Alan versus Pharaoh. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Okay. So this is a new four-part docu-series that is telling Dylan Farrow's story. That would be Mia Farrow's daughter, the estranged uh, stepchild-ish of Woody Allen. She is the woman who has accused Woody Allen of sexually assaulting her as a child. And uh, this series is putting forward an exhaustive telling of Dylan Farrow's story. Wow. Wow. So did did she produce this and everything, Holly? You know, I can't speak if Dylan Farrow is a producer on this story, but uh, she didn't direct it. But this is directed directed by two people named Kirby Dick and Amy Zeering. So uh, they have kind of tackled this subject matter before, including but not limited to last year's On the Record. Right, 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 right. And that's a movie that I don't know if it's available on HBO Max anymore, but that is the movie about allegations against Def Jam record co-founder Russell Simmons. Right. Okay. And this so this is going to be really in depth. Yeah. So the filmmakers have really made a point to share that this is Dylan's story and uh, that she is going to allow her story to unfold with her voice intact. So uh, I think we're going to be getting home videos that we've never had access to. And, and she's going to be speaking in a way to the story that we have not had access to. You know, we've we have read open letters by Dylan Farrow about her accusations over the past several years. Her mother, Mia Farrow, is going to be speaking in this docu-series as well. And, uh, you know, Mia Farrow, one of the things that we're learning in this docu-series is that multiple times she refers to her relationship with Woody Allen as the, quote, great regret of my life. Wow. Wow. You know, and so it's not necessarily that we haven't heard this story before, but we haven't heard it in this intimate way from Dylan Farrow. And uh, and Mia. And and Mia Farrow, right. Wow. Right. So, um, you know. And Ronan. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how much Ronan Farrow is going to be participating in this either. You know, I, I, you know, my assumption, just based off of reading Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow and his work on the Harvey Weinstein story and uh, his other work at The New Yorker, is that he's a person who tends to not to necessarily, I don't know, I, I don't know if he's going to insert himself in this story in that wow. way. Oh, all right. But you'll be able to watch this. The first episode of Alan versus Pharaoh is going to be debuting Sunday night, 8 p.m. local time on HBO. So, you know, I think that it's important yeah. that her voice is heard and that we pay attention Who's to it. Who's watching it out of us? Rocco? I don't know. I don't. Oh, I just. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's heavy, heavy stuff. And sometimes I don't. I mean, I was. Woody Allen was such a hero of mine for so long. He was. And sometimes I just don't want to know my heroes. Stuff. Right. You know what I mean? I like, I've already kind of canceled them. Right. But I kind of don't. And I felt the same about the Michael Jackson documentary. I just didn't right. want to watch it. I don't want to know. All right. I, know I get it's it. bad. Yeah, you know, it's really tough. And you know, I think people have to decide for themselves how they want to view these people when these allegations come up against them. It's really complex. And, you know, and, and you have to step back and and think on your, you know, your position on your own terms on how you want to do that. So, wow. you know, I, I think I will be watching it. I, I'm interested in okay, hearing what good. Dylan has to say. Then you're going to report for us. Yeah, and I and I did watch uh, Leaving Neverland, the Michael Jackson documentary. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah, it's hard. It you know it's really hard. But you know personally for me, I think that with the story that you know I want to honor Dylan Farrow's voice 
in yeah. all of this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm not trying to. Yeah, no. I just you know sometimes I just don't want to see. Oh yeah. I know it's bad. I just don't necessarily need to see. I don't know. Well, these are one of those things where you can come to my talk to get the report of the report. Yes, I know. there you go. <laughs> right, we're here. And so. <laughs> I've already fully come to terms with the fact that Woody Allen's a creep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and Woody Allen was a comedic hero. For, for sure. so many people, you know, not only his stand-up work, but uh, his books and uh, his filmmaking. And, you know, it's uh, he really spoke to a very specific point of view, comedic point of view, that was uh, very unique in and, of, and onto itself at a particular point in time. So mm-hmm. there it is. If you dare, if you watch it. Again, they're going to be on this Sunday night. Hey, something that's celebrating an anniversary tomorrow. Happy Gilmore. Yes, oh, for fun. How many years? How many years? Happy Gilmore's turning 25 what? years old tomorrow. No. Yeah. Am I old? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> that seems like not that old. Well, think about this. Um, Billy Madison is older than Happy Gilmore. I know. That's terrifying. So sit with that. Adam. No. <laughs> but then if you're my age... Love Story with Brian O'Neill and Allie McGraw is 50 years old. That's right. So there you go. 1971. I can do that even more. <laughs> Love means never having to say you're sorry. That's right. Which is strange and not particularly true, but you know, okay, we'll go with that. But anyways, with a uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, uh, Adam Sandler posted a video on Twitter. Uh, he's out playing golf, you know, perfectly with Happy Gilmore's distinctive approach off I the tee. I love that. Yeah. I love. So something to celebrate. Go watch Happy Gilmore. You know, if you don't want to watch the, the stuff that's heavy, go and watch an Adam Sandler comedy. Don't and that think? holds up. I watched it, that recently. That I... It whole it is so funny. You know, like watch it with somebody. Like me and my husband have never watched any of those movies together. Sure. And so we were watching some of our. You know, well, I've seen it a million, times, but I've never seen it with you. And there's something about that, and you just relive your childhood, and you see it through what they thought were the funny parts and what you think are the funny oh, parts. That's funny. Yeah, it's a good time. All right, I like that. Yeah, a little bonding moment. I'm surprised, Julia, that the Adam Sandler movies weren't on repeat in your household at a particular oh, time. Oh, we've with the boys. Yeah, yes. we've, yeah. We've watched them. Yeah. Did I they mean, have his album? No. Oh my goodness. Oh. I don't know that my kids. My kids were cassette tape era and CD. Oh yeah, we had him on a cassette. I don't, I don't believe that they were album kids. Well, we had him on a cassette, and it was. Adam Sandler, and he had a bunch of jokes where he would talk as a goat. That was a big oh one. Oh, gosh, yes. That is so true, <laughs> and Brittany. A, thank you. And then a uh, P.O.S. car. That was a big one that yeah. he sang that song. Yeah. Hoagies and grinders. There's hoagies and grinders. Meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Rocco, I hope you do. Um, um, yeah. yeah, those girls are more into it than I am. They are, they are. All right, thanks, Holly. You're welcome, Julia. All right, when we come back, well, what's happening in traffic? Duh. 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 This duh. is the study duh. of duh, duh with noted duh. academic duh. journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, duh. Everybody knows. Note, right. Lori's not That's here. No. So, it's her sidekick. Yes. <laughs> okay, so research has found that um, the longer a person takes to respond to a basic question, mm-hmm. the more they're going to lie to you. Whoa. Duh. Mm-hmm. Okay, am I 
Am I dumb for not knowing that? I thought it would be more thoughtful. Nope. This is it. This is a slow response is more likely to be perceived as lies. So here's what happens. The longer you take to respond to a question, the more likely you will be perceived as lying, whether the question is about a crime or your friend's baking skills. Behind the volume of the voice, the tenor of your voice, the pitch of your voice of an answer, response time appears to play a key role in the way people perceive sincerity. So you could be actually telling the truth. But you would be perceived as a lie. So is this in person or in text? Oh, stop. We're talking, we just talked about human human interaction. Volume, tenor, pitch. I know, but like, here's the thing. I just didn't know if the overall oh, right, applied to right, that right, as right. well. No, text we, messages, I think, take time to respond because I have so many typos and I hate texting. I feel like you have to write a good sentence. Do you ever get like a text and you want to respond to it right away, but then you're like, that would be too soon. Oh, so for then sure. not do it. And then you forget and then your friend gets mad at you. Only when dating. I yeah. mean, I play the game. I, you know, I got to pause and wait. I got to wait till I respond. It's been too, you know, who knows that I just saw the minute it, the bubbles came up. I just really am appreciative of people that are like-minded when it comes to boundaries, like Julia, because <laughs> I can text her at any time oh. and she doesn't think it's weird at all. I don't at all. No, like it could be f- six in the morning. I don't care. She doesn't care. No, and I love that. But like, it, she's I- up watching those morning shows. No, tennis. Oh. Sorry. That damn tennis. I thought well, that was three in the morning. Well, it's it's on overnight. It's in Australia. But there are times when I work with, especially like older men, where you're like, oh, it's nine at night. I, I better not text them. That's oh, weird. True. And I, but I hate that feeling because it's like, I don't like having any. Like, that's when you send an email. That's true. You send an email. I, I feel like, too, there's something about my husband does this a lot where he'll say, I don't know. Let me let me think on that, and I'll get back to you. Does that mean he's lying or he's thoughtful? He's thoughtful. He may be lying. Well, all right. He lies to you all the time. We already know that. <laughs> what am I hearing in here? I don't know. Uh oh. The aliens are talking. I am. To you. I'm hearing something in my headset. Okay. All right. Well, here we'll we'll go past that one. But I think people kind of know that a little bit. I mean, like, I guess. I think. All right. No. Maybe I should be more in the know. Okay. So this is a study done yeah. by um, um, Cupcake Lighthearted Wine. And they wanted to find out um, why most people can't make it through dry January. Oh. Okay. So, and what they found out in this study is um, Cupcake is a brand, been around forever, of Chardonnay, of white wine. Yeah, it's got a nice blue on yep. white label. Yeah, right? it does. And so... They wanted to find out that how come so many people fail dry January on New Year's Day. And then moving forward. Um, so they said that nearly 45% of people forgot they were doing dry January <laughs> on New Year's Day. So that was one of the reasons. I feel like that's a big thing with Lent, too. When I was a kid, I'd be like, I'm giving oh. this up and I'd always forget. Always. I forgot. I was giving up everything and I was going to run 40 miles a day. I, I forgot. forgot to do that today. I forgot. But most people just say they forget. They forgot that they were doing it. Yeah. But what? um you just on kinda, January 1st? Yeah, basically. <laughs> or they're like, well, it's a new tradition. January 1st is like the day you announce you're doing it. I understand, Rocco, but they were hungover and they forgot maybe. Sober Curious is a big trend right now. Mm. And a lot of people are looking at their alcohol consumption because the pandemic, one of the things that we all know went way up, alcohol sales. Yep. 
I had a girlfriend that just like I she'd say, I wish I could make it through a night without a glass of wine. And I said, Well then call someone else and talk about it. <laughs> I, I got nothing to say there. <laughs> I can't help you out. I got nothing to say there. Yeah, I've tried a few times and it's you know It's tricky. It is tricky. It's tricky right you now. Know, uh there's a weird you know, I don't know how much you want to talk about this. I don't want to interrupt your study of dog. You can talk about anything. I don't but, you care. know, it's hard to kind of transition, especially when I was working from home and the wife, my wife works from home. You know, it's kind of hard to transition from all day working to now you're having nighttime with the family. Yeah. You know, you don't get that half hour drive or you right. don't get, you know, chance to listen to a podcast. So sometimes so just having a drink is like a nice, drive. like, hey, it's I'm transitioning from work day to night yeah. day, nighttime. And, you know, but. You know, it gets to be too much. I've put on weight, I know, from drinking, even though I'm trying to drink a, you know. A light beer. <laughs> maybe a, a rum and Coke Zero, you know, and instead of a rum and Mexican Coke or something, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know. That's just my take mm-hmm. on it. It's it's it's, it's been it's been a and, and I'm just going to speak as a gal who lives alone mm-hmm. and is alone. Um, It's a challenge. It's yeah. I'm it's sh- a challenge to think of every day as being like the last day. Yes. And you're talking to yourself at night every night. I mean, and I'm not complaining or anything and I'm just being I'm no, making fun yeah. of myself. But like, you know, it has been different. And so um, and it's boring and you want to do something like I uh, we we do a lot of games or something. No, do we guys- do a lot of like formal like. Let's go to Culver's. Let's get in the car and drive to Culver's. Isn't that so lame? When you said formal, I thought you were going to talk about, you know, cocktail dresses. and No, we dress up every night. For- <laughs> and we he said Culver's. That's how lame we are. Like, we are so lame. Like, like that's something to do. But we have to. We got to do something. So you want to go to Dairy Queen? Yeah. Let's put all the dogs in the car and we'll go to Dairy Queen. We've been doing that so often. Like, we've been eating way more random, like, drive through things right. and stuff like that. Because it's an event, because it takes up time. Honestly, isn't that, I mean, this is kind of the Sad. pathetic thing. And we're supposed to, you know, because it is already the 16th of February. Yeah. It's getting better. <laughs> and even the Arctic blast is going right. to be gone, you know, Thursday, Friday, right? We're going yeah. to be able to go outside and cross-country ski and snowshoe this weekend and ski and do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, these last couple weeks have been we tough. Could, the last two weeks have just been hard. And I just think gentle kindness. Gen- we are be- do. Yes. Do what you can do and don't be too hard on yourself. I'm glad it's going to warm up because I don't think I'll fit in any of my clothes if it stays oh cold like gosh. this anymore. Holy Toledo. I know. And you're right. I think the idea of is be as nice as you would be to somebody else. Right. When someone else is saying, oh, I'm just doing and you're like, because we're always so hard on ourselves. And that has been my my pandemic word is gentle kindness, because I always have the best intentions. Absolutely. And sometimes they just, you know, if you're not making bad choices, of course. But yeah, you know. like just just say it was a choice. You don't have to say it was a bad choice. No. You're doing great. You're, I'm we're all doing, doing great. great. Rocco's doing okay. All, yeah. he is. <laughs> I can do better. You know he what? Is. Actually, I'm glad you said that. What? I'm just kidding. He said yeah. I could do better. He, he is. No, okay, everyone's so, doing great. <laughs> okay, so here's something that, um, you know, um, positive tweets yeah um increase the likelihood of following a diet so basically just positive words and positive affirmation mm-hmm. they did a study and they studied a lot of people and they took a look at people who hooked up their twitter accounts to my fitness pal and they had 700 users that were part of the study mm-hmm. so my fitness pal is you know you're going to exercise you're going to eat yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. and then to their twitter accounts and they found out that 
using the data together for the first time where they had access to someone's social media and their health track, you know, their health tracker that out of the 2 million treat tweets that they kind of analyzed for the study, people, if your tone was positive and it was um, light and it was positive, those people had so much better success losing weight. Doesn't that just seem duh, duh. And also good. Like, yeah. I want that to be true. I want people who are positive to find more success. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's it. So you just, it, you know, try to be positive versus the people said, oh, gosh, I feel like hell this morning. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like I've been through the ringer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So just that positive angle, because I do think people are sick of people. People are sick of people right now, too. Period. You could just <laughs> say that. Right. And with that. The study of does over. When we come back, we'll get to the rest of the headlines. That are you listening for free? Win something. Hey, I just need to give a shout out because tomorrow one of our favorites is on um, with us, Patrick Richards, the laundry evangelist. Mm. And people, if you have laundry questions, you can send them to us at Lori Julia. There's a link on our show page at MyTech1071. Um, and we'll make sure to try to get your questions answered. That's going to be at three thirty tomorrow. He's fantastic. He's is, does he have a store in the North Loop? Yeah, love him. He's in the Mall of America now. Yes, I Patrick, love Patrick, him. And he also has a book coming out next month. But he's amazing. He's he's just amazing. So he's going to be on love him tomorrow he- at three thirty. And today at three thirty, we had a local author on for her book Radiant, Liz Heineken. Heineke. Heineke. I know that because the Vikings briefly had a quarterback named Heineke. Heineke. Yeah, that's why we know it too. They did. And if you want to look at um, the Lorian, you know, we have a new website, which Mm -hmm. is very nice. Is that out? Yeah. I haven't looked. It's it's there. But there's um, something that I just want you to look at, Brittany. Yeah. And Rocco, um, it's uh, under Lori and Julia, our show links. It's a yay or nay. And there's four toad knee-high boots and red patent and so they're they look like you've got lizard feet yeah in a nice boot and i'm just wondering okay, would I'm you looking. ever never oh, I and i will wear anything no come on that's so dumb how can you walk in that this is a joke right you will fall <laughs> you will fall and you will not look you good while falling when you want to look like okay a, who a posted let's just talk about Allie. this this Allie. is not a real thing this is like an art installation or something right <laughs> That is wild. These people look like the slee stacks from Land of the Lost. <laughs> it does. It does. Like, it just made me laugh, though. It's so bad. It is so, so bad. Especially, like, thinking about wearing that in boot weather. Wild. 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 And also, um, Bridgerton Season 2 has cast a new member, Simone Ashley, and I think she's going to play... Like the Daphne role of this season, you know, the main character, because the Bridgerton group is going down to the next son. And so I think she's going to be the love interest of the second mm. son. She's, she's gorgeous. I she's don't, I don't know beautiful. her from things, but, but that's all posted. And then you think, so we also posted Beyonce's Valentine's Day on Instagram. And you're thinking she's a little thirsty in this. Brett. Yeah, and I'm, I am ride or die, Beyonce. Speaking of crying in public, I cried at both concerts I went to. Dish. And yeah. not because I was behind a pole like somebody else here. Um, <laughs> we had obstructed view. <laughs> um, and her post is just a little, it's a little more thirsty than I'm used to. Meaning? Like, is she? I feel like, I think 
she needs a little more attention. Step it up. Step it up. All right. I mean, maybe, I mean, we need to give her, send her some love. Send her love. She's got enough love. She's got that new line coming out of the new clothes, right? Of the park, or Ivy Park? I love the tennis shoes in this new line that came out. Oh my gosh. Really? I want to see them. I am so into like the platform converse. Love. I I am so into those. This Ivy Park you're saying has yeah. with Adidas mixed with, with Adidas. Adidas. Oh really cute. yeah. Really cute. And today, if you're wondering, we learned something new at the beginning of our show today. Today is Fat Tuesday, but what does Fat Tuesday mean? No, you mar- does mar- Mardi Gras mean? Yeah. Okay. Fat what it- Tuesday in French is Mardi Gras. That's right. Yeah. Same totally. Thing. Yeah. Works both ways. Yeah. And we um, never knew that. We didn't. I didn't either. I always thought it was like something that went with Mardi Gras. Yep. Yeah. Funny thing, I guess there was a Zydeco band that would play the Eagles, oh, which is uh, in Seward. Yeah, and uh, they didn't. Nothing was really on the calendar. There didn't seem to be much on the calendar anywhere. Surprise! <laughs> I know. Surprise! Um, but I did see on the Eagles is, website. On every, here's what we can rely on: that's on the calendar on every day. There's a date and a name of a day. That's true. And in French, Mardi <laughs> is Tuesday. We learned that. It's also National it, Pancake Day. There you go. And I do think it's National Almond Day, but I don't think it gets much to love. You know what, what might be kind of fun if you're a Mardi Gras fan is that they did house floats this year because they're not doing the Mardi Gras parade. Mm-hmm. And so they have houses that have been decorated. And there's oh, like 3,000 of them. So you can drive by them right, all. Right, but you could look at them online if you wanted to get into some of that. That's really fun. I I wish in my wild days I would have gone to Mardi Gras. Oh, I mean, I wish I, I want to go to New Orleans so bad. So uh. bad. Tonight on TV, Keenan from Keenan oh, Thompson. Yeah. His new show starts tonight. Which actually does look funny. We'll see, though. It does look funny. And also Young Rock. The oh, Rocks yeah, 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 yeah. TV show is on tonight. It starts tonight. Also, um, the Shamrock Shake is out. Oh, I, I, I've actually, somebody told me that already. The Shamrock Shake. Isn't it funny? You can kind of mark Lent when the, the Shamrock Shake and the filet fish are like <laughs> prominent. Let's raise your hand if you've tried the Shamrock Shake this week. Oh, I have not. Have you? Maybe I have. Maybe I've even tried the, no, McFlurry. it was the McFlurry. Yeah. The color was funny. I mean, it's so green. They use food dye, you know, like when you dye your Christmas they cookies. They can't, by, by law, they're not even allowed to say it's mint. They have to say it's minty flavored. What is in that thing? No I, one knows. It's so good. They it keep it a matter. mystery. They just keep it a mystery. I'm not a big fan of mint things, but I love green, so I have a real problem. Hmm. I think I got to just take a picture with one. and then... You're so funny. No, it's, I'm it's not pathetic. a mint fan, but I love green. So we're going to have to just, I'm just going to have to do it. We'll celebrate St. Pat's with you then. Thank you. We, will, we won't make you drink a shamrock shake. Everyone have a great night. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Rocco. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Job done. Off you go. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.